<clears throat> so here we go. Feel a ramble coming on. Not sure quite about what yet. It'll make itself known soon enough. So. Oh, hey, did you guys know that I was the one who released the virus? Yeah, probably not. Because nobody would believe it anyways, right? Yeah, so I'm actually an angel. And this happened back on December 14th of 2014. That's when the bottomless pit was opened by me. So basically what I did was this guy was going to commit suicide and he cried out to the Lord. Okay. So the darkness that was within him was switched out with light. And light and darkness can't exist in the same place. So the darkness that was in him was now released into the world. So, um, yeah, and one of those uh, spirits that was released was a virus, and there's lots more to come. They're getting, they're getting, see, they, they weren't as, Well, like me, you know, it's like I have to gradually grow and learn and become stronger in the Lord. Well, they have to do that in the world. You know, because up until that point, all those spirits have been contained within the flesh. You know, it's just nobody had ever really released them because uh, people were under the impression that Talking about believing in Jesus and going to church on Sunday was the equivalent of really actually believing. And it's not. I mean, faith is the biggest problem the world has. They don't have any real faith. They have no real faith. It's like, look at it this way. You're told your entire life that there's this cliff coming up ahead. And if you were to jump off it, Jesus would catch you. You just have to believe it, right? Okay, well, finally you get to the cliff and you're all sitting there with a bunch of people. And then you just, and you see all these people just talk about, yeah, I believe he would catch me if I jumped. And they turn around and walk away. And you're like, fuck that. And you jump. <laughs> well, here's the thing is, they can't see the bottom or where you went or anything like that. But you jumped. Because you were told if you got to that cliff and you jumped, Jesus would take care of you. He would catch you. You believed it. And you did it. That was, that was me. When I got to that fucking cliff, 
All I remember was I hear this voice that said, Why don't you give Jesus a try? And I was like, you know, I've never actually done that. That's literally one one thing that I, I didn't ever try. I never gave Jesus a try. Never tried to never, never gave him a chance. And I think anybody who's truly born of the Holy Spirit is at that point. community where people get baptized at eight years old. Oh, they have a they have an interview with the bishop. Their parents talk to them. They are ready. They know it. They know it. Eight years old that this is what they want. So they choose it. It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that they're all their friends are doing it. Everybody in the neighborhood's doing it. Everybody just kind of does this thing. You turn eight, you get baptized. Hey, hey, no, no, that's it. That's what they did. No, I'm sorry. I feel bad for them. Because they go through their whole life thinking and believing something that's not true. They believe that. It's really screwy, actually. So, the truth is that we're we're born in darkness. We're born in sin, and we're adopted. We come. We choose to come to Christ, and we're, we're adopted by the by the Father. They believe that they're already children of God, and they got to stay good, or they'll lose the Father. They'll lose the Holy Spirit. You should see him. You should see them, they're all faking it. They're all putting on a putting on a nice fake mask every day. And the saddest part is they they've never known what it feels like to be renewed. this way it's like your whole life until you're renewed you're going down right you're you're dying but as soon as you find Christ the true Christ you're renewed it's like you begin to grow that's when you begin to grow and it's so crazy because man like I'm like I'm interested in so many things that I've never been interested in, and I've got these hobbies. I've never had hobbies before. What happened was I received a new spirit. And a new heart, right? That's what being born again is, and it's true. See, 
it's not the symbolic thing. It's true. You really receive a new heart and a new spirit. Kitty. And, um, you're different after that. It's so different. It's like, you're a child of the dark, now you're a child of the light. It's different. Everything is different. Like, it's so different. It's like, the difference between night and day. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's funny. <coughs> I try to tell people, it's always dark, it's just before dawn, right? Kitty, come here. Come here, baby. Look at your little cute little key butt in here. Look at this cat, it's so freaking adorable. Hey, Mama, come here. Are you trying to escape again? Are you trying to escape? Are you an escape artist? Are you an escape artist? Lovey cat, you're so lovey. Her name's Hugs. Cause she gives hugs. She's a hugger. Her hugs. Huh. Huh. Most precious little kitty cat. You're so precious. She's just a black cat. People would call her a Halloween cat. In fact, like. Right before I was born again, she was with me, and I, uh, no, no, she wasn't with me. I was just like, I just want my cat. And the person I knew was like, oh, we can remedy that. We'll get you one, don't worry. I was like, no, 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 no. I want my cat. Okay? Uh, there's only one cat, as far as I'm concerned. My cat, I want my cat. Which was actually my ex-wife's cat. But I'm the one who had her delivered to the house by some lady. I found her on the internet. It's like, hey, you coming this way? If you don't mind just stopping at this address. And she did. She worked out all perfect. It was like, I just fell in love with her, man. She was like, playing under the door one not one time and she was you could just see her little paw swooping underneath the door trying to grab whatever and I was like oh my gosh that is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life that was it I was that was hooked I was sold she was mine and she's my best friend she's my buddy so anyways Renewal is important. Being renewed, like, oh, dude, it's like, I'm just gonna commit suicide, okay? Okay, the person, the ego that I was before, the ego that was just a, just a mishmash of all sorts of different spirits and all sorts of stuff, you know? That wasn't real, that, was, that person wasn't real. That was like, a clone. I was a fake me. I was trying to pretend it was me, but it wasn't. It was like 
<clears throat> well, I mean, it's just like with everybody. That's what the ego does. The ego lies. And manipulates. Most of all, it'll try anything and say anything it has to to save its life. Or those of us who are in Christ, we don't do that because we know that whatever comes is is because the Father has willed it. You know, all things serve the will of the Father. That's how we know it. And that's how we know things. All things serve His will. All things serve the will of the Father. So if they come string me up one day, you know, come to the door and arrest me. Whatever, I mean. We, I know everybody thinks we live in this different world. Oh, that doesn't happen. That won't happen anymore. We just wait. You just wait. Because this is actually... Uh, the kingdoms of the world belong to Satan. And it's kind of been a little bit of a trick. I mean... You know, it looks inviting and pleasing and fun and... Oh, you know, and Mormons, they're so funny, they're like, I was promised a good life. I was promised a good, good life, you know, a good job, a good little family. No, you weren't. You weren't promised that. Jesus already told you what you were promised. You were promised tribulation, trials. You were, tri you were, um, you promised that they would try to kill you. That's what you were promised. You know, Mormons are just... That's the thing is that that Book of Mormon they have. It literally is like what they hold on to. They put it above the Bible. by doing that they don't even really pick up the Bible they reference it here and there of course <laughs> so funny their scriptures are they, their scriptures will tell you exactly what to think it'll translate everything for you this is what this means this is what this means it's like you know they always talk about truth as far as it's translated correctly well, guess what? The reader is the translator. You know, they still have prophets. It's so sad, too. Because that's what... When the Holy Spirit was poured out upon all flesh. It's so funny. It's like... The Old Testament was fulfilled, you know, there was no more need for prophets. 
and prophets were a thing of the Old Testament because the Holy Spirit hadn't been poured out upon all flesh yet. See, that's the thing. When Jesus came, he fulfilled the law. He fulfilled the Old Testament. Okay, so he fulfilled it. Now we have the New Testament, which is grace, through, by faith. And you're saved by grace through faith, not of works. So no man can boast, right? So no one's going to be able to sit there and be like, oh, I did this, 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 this. No, it's going to be like, I'm here because Jesus died for me. Jesus, the only one who has ever lived a perfect life, the only one who has ever fulfilled the law, the spotless Lamb of God, died for me. Why? Because He loved me. He loves me. That's why. But you do have self-righteous people nowadays. Self-righteous people are the people who are like, well, unfortunately, they are the people who go to church every week. Who they're the people who um, are saying to the drug addict, "Oh, you, you deserve what you get because you, you're blah blah blah. You're a sinner or whatever, or you, you know." They're the people screaming justice. They're not the ones screaming mercy. It's those people in the church. But, you know, uh, they're going to be the most upset on that day because it's like the prodigal son, you know. The prodigal son coming back and his dad is so happy. And the brother's sitting there going, What the fudge, man? I sat here and I stayed. I stayed. You know, what? Maybe that's what they're going to be. They're going to be that older brother who's mad. And they're going to have that. Desire to curse God. And they're going to say that they fell away. But I promise you, I promise you. You cannot fall away from Jesus Christ. Do you know the real Jesus Christ? Not the fake Mormon version or any other version. Because there's lots of versions out there. The real straight up. Jesus Christ. To know him is to love him. So if you're not completely head over heels for Jesus. It's because you don't know him. Anyone who knows him loves him. To know him is to love him. It's true. It's like ridiculously true. And he also said, My sheep hear my voice, and another they will not follow. So, guess what? You know, when, when Satan set up all these religions to cap capture everybody who comes into the world, to bind them by some sort of spirit. Whether it be Mormonism, Catholicism, you know, uh, Hindu, whatever, any religion, 
there's always gonna be people like me that are just like, eh, I don't know, man, I don't like it, I don't like it, I don't wanna do it. We just rebel against everything that this world tries to shove down our throats. And finally we realize, we figure out, or we find out why, and that's because we belong to the Lord. There's a reason why they try to get us addicted to drugs. There's a try, there's a reason why we're all alcoholics. There's a reason why they're, we're uh, all uh, homeless. There's a reason why we had problems growing up. You know, ADD to put us on medication. Because we belong to the true living God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And it doesn't matter no matter what it is they want us to stay away from figuring out who we are. So as soon as one of us figures out who we are boom, lights on. Lights on for everybody, right? Like suddenly there's this light and it's like, oh my gosh, there's a light on somewhere. Everybody can see suddenly. They don't, they're not sure exactly what they're seeing, but they can see. And as long as that light stays lit, me, um, they're gonna, they're gonna continue to see this world for what it really is, and not for what they were trying to tell you it was. So the truth is what's going to destroy this world. Okay? Truth will destroy this world. Period. And as long as I'm still alive, shining bright, because that's what happened. I was like a nuclear bomb went off in the spirit world. I don't know if you've ever seen a, a video of a nuclear bomb going off at night. It can be hundreds and hundreds of miles away. And it just lights up everything. Lights up everything. That's what happened. On that night, December 14, 2014. It was like, cool, boom! And then just everything was lit up. And it remains lit up. When people are actually seeing the truth and they're, you know, we're going to start seeing more people light up. More nuclear bombs going off. Boom! Boom! Yeah, and then, then what? Yeah, you can't put that out. You might have a chance to just put me out. But it's been five years, man. This is way too late. That's why I'm coming out finally. And like telling people who I am and telling people, hey, I'm an angel and I work for Jesus and because I don't need to be tucked away anymore because there's no way they can stop what's coming. This is it. You know, but all my friends know, of course they. <laughs> 
so funny, dude. They, they know. They all know. They've all heard me talk about being an angel and being the adopted son of God and this and that. And they, just, they just look at me and it's like, okay, yeah. You know, they're so funny. But some of them are going to be a little shocked. No stunned, right? Yeah, because, uh, well, it's not exactly. what they thought it was going to be. You know, they thought, uh, I mean, I don't know what people think. I just know that it's going to be kind of, it's going to be kind of funny because, um, Who I, who I am, when they realized I was telling the truth the whole time, it's going to shock them a little bit. But I don't know. There's part of me that thinks that maybe a couple of them actually believe me. I know Sean Boy, he's, uh, Sean Boy's definitely seen the light, he's not, he's not, um, Sean Boy had some, some itching ears, man, <laughs> he would go and, he would just listen for those answers that he wanted to hear, and it was so funny when he was, struggling with that how uh he was like I don't understand I just don't understand what's happening and I'm like hey bro you want to see you want to see and he looked at me and he's like yeah and I said in the name of Jesus Christ I give you sight. Ever since then, it's funny. <laughs> I like I'm, I like having conversations with him because he can see things. He can see things now. And it, the thing about Sean is he has me as a reference, so he can figure out. He can ask questions and he knows what's going on. But there's a lot of people out there who are gaining the spiritual sight. You know, they'd be, I mean, woken up, you know. But they don't know. There's so much, so many people out there trying to steer them in directions that are uh, taking them away from the, from the Lord. 
I just met this guy. His name is Gavin. And he's... I don't know. He just wants to do that new age stuff. He wants to believe that... The universe... Uh, there's a universal law. I don't know. All I know is... I think Gavin will figure it out. He ain't a bad dude. He just... <laughs> He's been searching for so long. And he's serious about it, like he's a totally, total uh, nationalist, like he's, he's not a member of the United States anymore, he's a nationalist, whatever that means. Um, probably a prepper. I don't remember seeing too much prepping stuff in his house, but, like, uh, definitely a truther. I mean, he is dying to find out the truth. He's just going down every rabbit hole. That's fine. It's just can save him a lot of time and energy, but fortunately nowadays people have to figure things out for themselves. So how they do, me and Jesus will be hanging out, chilling up on the hill over there watching, watching everybody stumble and fall around in the mud pit, pig pen, you know, got them church, them church folks standing under that little, little patch that's semi-dry, trying to stay clean in the pig pen, but you know, you don't stay clean in the pig pen, but they're trying. They're trying. They got their Sunday best on. Their white suit and you know, their white clothes. They're trying to stay clean, but you know, it's kind of hard when stuff just sticks to everything. You know, the mud just sticks to everything. Yeah, that's the thing about the blood of Jesus, man. It just it's like Teflon. <laughs> Nothing sticks anymore. Nothing sticks, man. It's like. Jesus made a door. It's open, everybody. It's open. Come on, come out. seems to want to leave it. Like I said, me and Jesus, we're just eating popcorn up here. Just watching. 
I'm, you know, kind of just watching. I'm doing more laughing than Jesus. He doesn't really laugh too much when he does. He's, it's Jesus, man. It's nice. He loves you guys. Of course, I love you too. But I think it's funny. <laughs> you know? I think you're all funny. I think you're all... It's just so sad, though. We have to get our asses kicked sometimes to get us to, you know, pay attention. That's what we have to do. I had to do it. I had to do it, man. Like I, I, I only learn the hard way. That's the only way I learn. Of course, not now. I was back then, but. I mean, even still now, it's like, I did once ask my daughter if uh, she could go through life and do everything right the first time perfect, or do everything right the last time perfect, which one would she choose? And she chose the, the second one. When you do everything right the last time, because you learn so much more when you screw up. You know, it's so funny. I mean, there's only one right way to do whatever, but there's so many wrong ways, and you just learn so much. I mean, sure, you could. Just learn to do whatever task you're doing at the time. Really good. Keep doing that. That's like you'd be so one-dimensional. You'd literally be one dimensional. Literally be one dimensional. But the cool thing is where I'm at. I'm not worried if I'm sinning or not, or I'm not worried about any of that. You know, I can do what I need to do. Well, I need to do it, right? But the other thing, the other benefit is, I don't have to worry about the world. I don't have to worry about anything. I just trust Jesus got it. Jesus has got it. Jesus got it. He's, he's, He's in control, he's always been in control, you know, and I can go, you know, I've been developing these hobbies, like I carved a granite rock stone fountain, you know, and uh, I make wind chimes and tomahawks and I collect vacuum cleaners, I like vacuum cleaners. They clean, they remind me of the look.
they cleaned. So I literally have like 10 vacuums. It's not just any vacuum, it has to be like a canister. I don't like uprights. It's gotta be a canister. It's gotta be a meal. Mealy, whatever. But usually are missing a lot of pieces. Anyways. I digress. I digress. Uh, I hate it when people say that. I digress. That uh, dude. Did you just learn that word or something? Because fuck. Only people who just learned it say it. Because it's stupid. I digress. being down here now with you guys you know one thing about people who belong to the Lord is they hate their life it's because they don't have the Lord that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to feel they're trying to find him they're trying to find something they don't know what it is I didn't know what it was so I went for the drugs the alcohol the women and Feel nothing, didn't feel in that emptiness because there's a Jesus shaped hole in my heart. It was, and only Jesus can fill it. So, I try to take any every opportunity I can to share the gospel the good news with anybody you know I'm always talking about Jesus because it says in the, in the excess of the heart the mouth speaks so whatever's in the heart it's, whatever fills your heart is what you talk about it's just truth You fill your heart with cars and money and that's what you talking about. You fill it with Jesus, that's what you talking about. You talk about Jesus. Well, I'll tell you when your heart's full of Jesus, there's not room for anything else because you know it's not like he's like, I'm gonna take this corner. It's like you either give me the whole thing or don't give me any. Because he, and that's the thing is he's never asking anybody to do anything that he wouldn't do himself. He gave him his whole life for us.
dance with me Ooh, hold me closer Closer and closer My closer now That is my answer Dance with me